Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Bear Guys and Tua T Fitness. The Everything Sequel podcast contains explicit language, and I will not go to my room. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is a Star Wars edition. We're talking the first three episodes. Oh boy. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the happiest man on planet Earth, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Give him something, Tom. All right. I wanted to find a quotable. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> right that off would, the bat. That was <laughs> that was simultaneously capture my <laughs> excitement about covering these films and also annoy you. Oh, I. Uh, I think I, I have, hit that brief. Yeah. I, well, we'll see. I've got things well, to say. Are you starting to come round on? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I walked into that one. I think I'll be much kinder than I ever imagined I could have been. Yeah. Uh, regarding Jar Jar specifically, that one character. Okay. <laughs> so you, you're talking you're talking about something that applies only to one movie, really. <laughs> he's in all three. No, I'll he's say not. The, I'll say the right choice was made after that, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's you it's know. interesting because I don't think it's any surprise to anyone who's listened to this podcast that I am more sympathetic to and forgiving of right. this trilogy yes. than uh, perhaps is the case with you. Perhaps not. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but but well, you represent I... you represent the orthodoxy, and I represent the you know Martin Luther. Nailing a protest sign to your papal palace. Yes, exactly. Right. And I acknowledge that I'm in a minority when it comes to, to these films. and mm-hmm. um, But I think it's a growing min- minority, I think. I think you might be right. Yeah. I think it's, you know, there, there might be a benefit of hindsight going on here with this particular trilogy. Yeah. Uh, you know... And I'll, you know, I'm part of that, I think. I, you know, I have a lot of thinking to do, Tom. (laughs) Good. I've done as much thinking as I possibly could until I got here. Yeah. yeah, But I'm still unsure of what I'm going to do, because obviously we're here to rank and declare for the, you know, episode one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, And you and I have a bit of history with these movies, kind of. You know, on the fringes. We, we've I tried guess. desperately you... not to talk about about them to each other, knowing that this day would yeah, come. Yeah, that, that exactly. We've also <laughs> failed miserably in, in that task. I blame you mostly. You'll say something, and then I'll say save it or yeah. fuck that shit or <laughs> garbage. Right. Well, you, and so but, we're letting but it's our feelings easy. be known. It, it's one of the few. It's I. It's one. I think this is generally true of of. Um, 
certainly this era of Lucasfilm that I can mention anything from any either the prequel trilogy or Crystal Skull and it will instantly annoy you and that that's just such low hanging fruit for me. It's really hard for me to. If during, I if I during, if if I were you, it would be hard to resist. Because when we recently did the uh, watch along of a young Indiana Jones uh, uh-huh. TV movie, and all I had to say was, "What do you think happened to Mutt?" And your your face just dropped, and that <laughs> this solemn sigh. I saw your soul leave your body. <laughs> And all I'd ask was a perfectly innocent timeline question. You're right. Um, so I, f- I feel like, I, you know, I feel like I could, uh, you know, I, I could just, you know, mention mention Sebulba and get the same reaction. <laughs> Actually, I'd have to go, Sebulba! <laughs> no, well, I mean, you know... Yes. I mean, on its face... A lot of high-pitched cheering in these films. Yeah, I would say you're right. Uh, I really had to confront a lot of my own prejudice. Right. Well, that's what that's what this trilogy is about, right? This yeah, my, my own prejudice your own thoughts demons. About, about these, these, uh, these first three movies. And I guess what really started making me... I started watching the phantom menace and as i'm watching it i i've got plenty of stuff that i'll we'll get to where this doesn't work i don't think i've taken more notes for a sing for 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 i haven't you haven't taken any notes no i haven't taken more notes for any three movies more than these three movies. oh okay great yeah exactly yeah i I completely i mean by a mile Um, as well it's not even close yeah me too Probably the closest was but, Empire Strikes Back and Jedi. Right. <laughs> but it was funny because as I was watching it, I, I, I did have to confront myself with the idea of, you know, I've called worse movies than this good. <laughs> sure. Uh, so have I. So what do I do with that information, sir? Yeah. But and, it's... Uh, it's... You know. I mean, they they come, you know, they they come preloaded with a stigma mm-hmm. that you have to wrap your head around in one way or another, right? You have to sort of yeah. kind of either confirmation bias or, um, or you know, go the other way and just take them on their own merits or demerits. Well, and there's, you know, we've been talking lately an awful lot about meeting movies halfway. Yeah. You definitely, and when you definitely have to meet these movies halfway. Yeah, you have to. You have to do and a lot you... of the intellectual work before you start watching them. Before you go in, right. And <laughs> when you're watching a, a George Lucas movie of this era, mm. you have to realize that it's a visual, almost, almost just visual pleasure you could be searching for. You know, if, yeah. if you're if you if you come into these three Star Wars mo- movies looking for great dialogue, you're gonna be plenty pissed. Okay, I'd like to occasionally <laughs> challenge that preconce- preconception. You're not entirely wrong. I don't think you're entirely right. I'm mostly right. I <laughs> I appreciate, but I appreciate what you're I'm saying. I'm like eighty-five to ninety percent right. Yeah, like vi- visual pleasure is the key. Um, 
is the, definitely the key to these films. Visual, I'd say, v like visual and non-verbal audio pleasure. <laughs> okay, yeah. Those I'll are definitely because you know who who is editing the sound. It's you know you've still got Ben Burt there working his magic, mm -hmm. and that makes a huge difference. There are, there are certainly moments in these films where. Like as we saw with the original trilogy, Ben Burt's sound design just comes into its own. And then on top of it, you know, there's sort of this idea about there's two frame of minds for what this movie looks like visually. Yeah. And this, these movies have done something that I don't think can be denied and yet are still derided. Okay. And I think both are completely fair. All right. I think these movies pushed visual effects forward in a way in what we're dealing with today. Like, this was the start of it. Oh, yeah. And yet the narrative for the people you were describing earlier, like me, was saying, it still looks like shit, guys. Mm. It doesn't look as good as you think it does. And a lot of that is true. Yeah. But I also think a lot of that is unfair. Hmm. I, I'll, I, I'll, yeah. I'll cop to that. You know, these films are a testament to what you can do when you're a filmmaker who doesn't want to go outside. <laughs> exactly. And will literally do anything to avoid that happening. By the end yeah. of the by the end of Revenge of the Sith, George and, and I've I've recently just in preparation watched the making of documentaries for each of these films. Mm -hmm. Um which I have I have fascinating things to say about. <laughs> By the end of it, it's li literally like George Lucas doesn't never has has to be outside a building, ever. He's yeah. created an infrastructure around him, and as you say, for the entirety of cinema, <laughs> mm -hmm. that is solely about him not wanting to interact with people in an outdoor setting. Yeah, and I mean maybe this is too early to to bring this up, but it's one of my notes throughout all three movies. When they're outside and in a real place, I'm liking the movie. When they're inside and trying to tell me they're outside, I'm liking the movie less. Hmm. Sure. That's me. Yeah. And th yeah, that, that definitely, it, it's striking to return to The Phantom Menace after so many years and remember how practical it looked in retrospect. Right. And how unreal and digital it seemed at the time yes but even compared to the next two movies which let's face it were you know <laughs> deliberately trying to make uh i mean attack of the clones is the first movie entirely shot on digital digital right and the only reason they didn't do that with phantom menace is they couldn't build the cameras fast enough mm -hmm. to get it out on time um so that's a that's a deliberate choice to make a film. And you can see it way. on screen. Yeah. 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 Um, but in ter but the I guess the the cutoff for most people is is one of taste and art. Like it it does this mm -hmm. it's like yes you can do it but but should you and does it lead to more creative and interesting filmmaking and that's something I think the jury's out on, yeah, but on, what the, ba you on say the basis of these three films. Yeah. Because when if you're looking through that angle or looking through that lens, <laughs> if you're looking through that lens uh, in judgment of these movies, you could 
you could have you you know your argument could be a baseline. You could just flat out disregard it on that one basis. Sure. But when you look on if you if you take it further down the line and see the influence that these movies had on everything we're watching today, then that's quite prophetic and you have to kind of give yeah. them credit. Don't it's you? Al- it's also it's a little bit of a uh, it can be a smokescreen for evaluating these movies in their own right as well because it it's mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to like more recent Star Wars movies that have found a way to integrate practical and digital yeah in a more effective way does that mean they're better stories does that mean the performances are better that it, it looks sounds better no, not mm-hmm. necessarily you know and i mean are they as long... inter- are they as interesting they they might you know right. they, they might they might be more experimental in a way that's not particularly pleasurable the funny part too is how much how long it's been since you've seen them? i mean no i oh, mean since, since they were made yeah last century you know, the, yeah exactly starting last, last century millennia. almost mm-hmm. 25 years mm-hmm. since the first movie and more than 15 years since the third movie yeah and they feel so much more forefront in my mind in terms of where they are in a timeline well, we've had a whole that, whole another Star Wars trilogy since. Since exactly. With with space for you know a kind of a couple so a bunch of, of spin-offs, a sub couplet yeah. of movies <laughs> and an in, infinite supply of uh, Disney Plus TV series. So yeah, you know they've they've they did all that post two thousand fifteen. But if you know if you spread if you spread it thinly <laughs> over the twenty. The, the 23 years, you know, the 24 years since this movie came out, since the, the Phantom Menace came out, then uh, that's that's quite a lot of content in the Star right. Wars franchise uh, to have... It really is. ...have uh, followed these movies. And, you know, for a time, it certainly looked like a... I mean, and certainly when you watch Revenge of the Sith, it, the movie itself seems to play this way, that it's going to be the last ever Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Like we thought with... Return with Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> and that that movie told us, you okay. know, it, both in what happened on screen and off screen. Same thing here. And then George went for the bags of money. He, yeah, he did. Well, yeah, that's, that's a, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, that's another way in which these movies grow in retrospect because they are the vision of one person mm-hmm. and that is something you absolutely cannot say about any star wars since right but it's it's true in true here to a fault yes exactly <laughs> right like so, like the, the when i look when you know when i rewatch the phantom menace quality aside one of my at the end of it i always think the same thing is like this is one of the most altered movies i've ever seen i've never seen a movie mm-hmm. that is more representative of one person of a one single person one right. person's imagination yeah for better or worse <laughs> and then the next two movies it's just like it's like he's like uh, Gollum just fighting against himself right <laughs> 
you know, it's like uh, he's like um, howling mad Murdoch with his left, you know, trying to control <laughs> his left hand from hitting him in the face. It's. it's... <laughs> I want some trash bags. <laughs> you know, it's this. It's, 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 Clones and Sith are, you know, schizophrenic movies, but Phantom Menace mm-hmm. is... So there's even distinctions within the trilogy that are quite interesting. And even Lucas I himself, I think, you. has come out and said, you know, Phantom Menace is, is my, you know, I don't think he used these words, but, my, you know, my Citizen Kane, it was, it was where I had full control and no mm-hmm. one was stopping me from doing... And again, he didn't put it in these terms, but we can read between the lines. No one was stopping yeah. me from doing anything I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, even I, you know, it's funny because you and I were talking, uh, we've talked several times about the documentary about ILM. Yeah. And, you know, the building up of the effects for the Star Wars movies and, you know, obviously into Jurassic Park and, you know, everything mm. that ILM has done. But you, you, when you watch that documentary, you have this sense that there were other people in the room that were willing to say, well, I don't think that's going to look as good as you want to. Let's not do it. And at that time, he might have listened. Yeah, but like you said, in you know, in these in these first three episodes, this guy is doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, however the fuck he wants to do it, and you if, can see all of that on screen. If the behind his the, movies, if the behind the scenes footage for these movies is anything to go by, there are more people telling him to do something, and he is mm-hmm. also listening less to them. Yeah, as, right. <laughs> as it goes on. so that combination of you know <laughs> move the, you know these movies are already being made by committee but like 99% of what the committee says is being dismissed instantly yes sir oh okay i thought you meant like no i mean like no people are coming is that in... happening often or or is it more of a yes sir kind of a I thing? Mean, good, it, good it, idea sir there's definitely a pattern of go away you know go away and you know, whether it's the creation of a character or a vehicle or a set mm-hmm. or something, go away, come up with the, you know, the most amazing ideas. The sky's the limit. They do. Right. They bring back hundreds of sketches <laughs> and George Lucas is like, yeah, I like this one. So like mm-hmm. most of their work is pointless. Right. And also he tends to, fo- he tends to be narrowing in on, on this, you know, the, the, the strangest, uh, of the bunch, you know, something <laughs> yeah. that, that only he understands why he picked it. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a weird combination. You know, the movie making is getting bigger, but the um, the direction is getting smaller. <laughs> there's the a certain ele- there's a certain element that maybe feels like Bluto from Animal House. He's like, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Germans? Yeah. Forget it. He's rolling. And I think. <laughs> I think, you know, everybody working with George Lucas was like, forget it, he's rolling. Yeah. Let's do the floppy ears. The only the only uh, department that seems to have any autonomy on these films is the costume department. They seemingly are allowed to go hog wild with whatever they do, whatever they want right. to do. And that really shows in the, in the movies themselves. I mean, <laughs> this is like, the you know, less elaborate costuming in some operas. Right. I mean, for, for background characters, you know? Right, exactly, Just yeah. sitting in bars. Right, yeah. So these are, these are fascinating objects, um, and they've earned a reappraisal, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, if only because... They got one from me. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, whether whether it's because of the Star Wars that came after this, and you know how that might change your feelings about this, um, or mm-hmm. whether time, you know, time has just made people made audiences want to consider it differently. I don't know. You know, I I think part of that has to do with as you know, you can. It's weird. You can watch uh, speaking specifically about effects. Yeah, because you can watch a movie in twenty twenty three. And there are still moments with digital effects where you think, well, that didn't look too good. Hmm. And so if you're thinking that now... All mo- movies, in fact. Yeah. Maybe and, some and movies that I've seen quite recently. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're thinking that now and looking back at what Lucas did then, yeah, you almost have to give him a break. And I think so I, much I did not of think, the shit I, This is not the way took, I thought this was going to go. <laughs> I think so much of the shit he took had to do with the look of his films and and watching them now i have to give him a bit of a break on that point yeah are you giving him a break because you like it more you giving him a giving him a break because it seems so intentional i think a little bit of both oh yeah this might this might be a an an interesting if somewhat disappointing for me conversation because <laughs> I just thought I was going to keep throwing Lucasfilm IP at you and you would just crumble but I guess you've, you've found you found a way to deflect those, uh, those get that shots. shit out of my yeah. face sir well yeah I, I you know I think... but there's that all, there's the, you know because obviously we're here to rank and declare <laughs> there's, sure. there's that other part of me Tom that says yeah I might stick to my guns out of spite I like spite. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like Jerry. Once Seinfeld. you hear what I have to say, you'll have no choice <laughs> but to take the spite option. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna Mike Shan's Harry Potter. You. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, this, this is, this is your Harry Potter, right? Well, that was actually the, the Twilight Saga, and then you enjoyed it far too much uh, for it itself. But you know, I, I mean, we. This it's just a bonus because we always knew we were going to work our way through the Star Wars films. Sure. Um, because it's one of the biggest uh, sequel franchises in the world. In the history of film. Yeah. So uh, we, we we have no choice. Um, and this is in terms of, you know, we, we did, we covered, well, we, we started with the Star Wars holiday special, which. Yeah. There's a lot of cross do that. A lot of cross contamination. A lot of cross contamination, <laughs> I think, between the prequels and that more than any other Star Wars property. But we have, and we didn't. And again, Solo, which you know, I see yeah. a lot of, I see a lot of uh, cross pollination there too. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, then we eventually got to the Star Wars movies proper and the original trilogy, and you know, we were we were both perfectly content with that trio of movies. Sure. Also known as a trilogy. I don't know why I said trio. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the same you know, thing. You're you know fine. there's a word for that, Tom. It's called trilogy. <laughs> um, and so we're it's like a fine we're, we we found like a finite point of contentment. Mm-hmm. So anything that comes from from now on is going to breach that sense of finality, sure. and yeah, that has right. to be taken. As, and so I guess you either embrace. The fact that they're making more Star Wars movies, or you continue to fight against how it's diluting that try that perfect triumvirate. There we go, and there's another try word. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I, I have three. I have two different synonyms for one word. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions right off the bat. Oh, God. First question. How long it had been since you saw the trilogy? These first three movies. <laughs> I watch it all the time, Mike. <laughs> okay. I, you said something earlier that made me think you weren't watching it as frequently as I thought you were. And I'm I'm happy to, re- for, to report to my own brain that you do watch it as much as I thought you did. I, I just, I frequently, I frequently marathon all the Star Wars movies. I kind of put them on continuously and mm-hmm. it. It's easier for me because there isn't that huge gap in quality that other people see. Hmm. Not that they necessarily fit together very well, but <laughs> it's all for me. It's all part of this. At least up until the end of *Revenge of the Sith*, it, it's you know, it's the uh, it's all part of a uh, of the same peer into George Lucas's brain. Mm-hmm. And beyond that point, you don't get that quality to it. Well, easy with how you use the word quality. Well, no, you, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Using quality in the descriptive sense. I know what you meant. <laughs> you don't get that character. You, that characteristic leaves the Star Wars franchise yeah. at that point. Uh, and I'm very, I'm very attracted to the idea that this one guy did these six films. Mm-hmm. And that they represent different parts of how he sees the world and how he But I also stories. think it's important to remember he didn't direct two of those movies. And so there was another voice in the room in the original, well, you know, because for five he, and six. But yeah. his, you know, he's obviously a, a heavy voice in the room. Mm. And I think he certainly uh, was probably starting yeah. to steer the car more for Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, to, you know, he seemed to let Kirshner do whatever what he wanted to do with, yeah. with and Empire. He's not, and he's not willing to let go for these yeah. movies. Yeah. Only a little bit with the writing, I think, of, of Clones and Sith. Mm-hmm. I think I think there are other writers on that. But I still remember a story about <laughs> uh, the story I heard in 1999 was he called up Lawrence Kasdan and said, "Listen, I'm about to start shooting the uh, Phantom Menace. You want to take a pass at this script?" And he said, "Well, what do you mean about to start shooting? How much time?" And he goes, mm, two weeks." And he goes, "No, George." I... I'm not gonna look at your yeah. script. It was very over two skin- weeks. That's the, ridiculous. That whole production was very skin of the teeth. Yeah, and I'm I'm surprised that made it. You know, it's an official Lucasfilm making of documentary. It's on all the DVDs, and it, mm-hmm. and it it does indicate that they that they ran out of time and were over ambitious, and they they didn't get the cut of the movie that they wanted. Hmm. Which is just, it's fascinating to me that such a Mind you, this this again, this is prophetic of of how movies are now. You know, it's amazing to me that such a big movie that's had so much time and resources pumped into it mm-hmm. that there's ever ever a chance that like it's not even going to make it to the screen because <laughs> that because it just doesn't work. You know, the, yeah. the elements just don't work, and yet this happens again and again. And now we're at a point where some movies don't even. You know, they start production and they never leave it. They never, they never even get released. Mm-hmm. And they're like huge movies that never seen the light of day. And the Phantom Menace it looks like it, it could have almost been one of those. That's crazy. Except George Lucas is totally independent at this point, right? He's not beholden to anyone. Yeah, no, he's so. 
And it's funny because a lot of that he put it out was anyway. so fortuitous to him because of of what went down with Star Wars. Yeah, because that his, first uh, movie wasn't believed in. He said, "Let me have complete and total creative control. I won't take any money from you know my mm. for a fee and you know." And then having to resign out of the Directors Guild and all this shit, like all of that led to him being able to kind of do whatever the fuck he wanted for these movies, you know? And that, again, as with everything in these movies, that independence is both a curse and a blessing. Yeah. There are times when it makes these better movies, there's times when it makes them worse movies. Agreed. All right, uh, second question. Oh, God. Watching, uh, well, maybe this is... Since, since you do watch them a lot, maybe this question has no relevance for you, but watching it for the purposes of this podcast, did yeah. any opinions change? Any surprises in terms of ranking, good, bad, any of that? No, I mean, you know, to, to paraphrase Emperor Palpatine, as we find <laughs> out he's called in this, this trilogy. Eventually. <laughs> um it's the most open secret in any film ever. <laughs> so so stupid. But they but they they refuse to say it. They refuse mm-hmm. to ever reveal it. <laughs> so you think the hood is just doing all the work, do you? In the holograms, <laughs> like we don't know who it is. <laughs> no, no, right. I don't. But the, 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 the they flatly refuse. Well, I was speaking cons- to the movies, not you. But... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, I get, I get that it's Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not that deep in the hole when it comes to love of these movies. All right. I can't suspend that level of disbelief. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Any opinions change? Oh, um. So to to quote or surprises for to you. quote Emperor Palpatine. Um, my feelings are entirely clear on this matter. Okay. But it's not really a. It's not really a but. But I. I thought I. I thought I had one of these films pegged and I'm slightly reconsidering the firmness of my position on it. Mm. But it's only really to do with good or bad. My ranking has always been, uh, has always been clear in my mind. Okay. Well then before we start ranking, I should ask you the same question because it it, it, it won't surprise anyone to hear me say <laughs> that, but you, you've said the most surprising thing so far on this episode. Uh, so, I think I came in with an idea. Hmm. Uh, to, this, to this recording or before you sat down and watched them? Before I sat down to watch okay. them. I had one kind of, I think a revelation in terms of surprise of wow. what movies at the top of my list and why it oh my is. Oh God. I need to bring and, out and, Augie's and, municipal bands. Is this uh, that... and then, a celebration? I, I, you know, I, 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 like I'm still in the midst of gut wrenching decisions in terms mm. of uh, how good or bad I think these movies are. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, stay tuned. Maybe 10 or 11 minutes from now. <laughs> Don't skip ahead, though. Right. Because <laughs> so, you'll miss confirmation of your opinion of what I was going to say. Uh, uh, okay. Let's rank. Let's do it. I think you, you want to go first? I did. first. I did. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> Oh, what's top? What's top of your list? I think I think 
you know, that little teaser there. That little, uh, a teaser not unlike the one from The Phantom Menace, which got us all excited before crushing us horribly when we actually saw the film. <laughs> well, I still, I still contend there's one or two moments in that trailer that are as effective in the movie itself, but literally one or two moments. Okay. <laughs> First of all, let's talk about an overall narrative. Like, hmm. we'll get to each movie individually, but say in aggregate from from all uh, reviewers, these movies jump. They keep jumping. Phantom Menace at the bottom, Attack of the Clones, and then up top is Revenge of the Sith. Oh, interesting. That is not that is does not reflect the fan consensus about those movies now. You don't think so? Oh, that's no. interesting. Oh, I know so. I I listen okay. to enough Star Wars um kind of podcasts and read enough articles to know mm. what people which of these movies is is now at the top and which is at the bottom. And it's a clones well, Attack of the Clones is probably the most loathed Star Wars movies in in the all in all of Star Wars fandom. And Phantom oh, Menace okay. Phantom Menace is, is the majority of fans uh preferred uh trilogy film. Well funny you should say that. <laughs> uh coming into it. I did not think that this was going to happen, but having watched all three and thinking about the narrative for each three, for me, the most successful of these three movies, despite all of its problems, is The Phantom Menace. Okay. I think it's the best of these three movies. You've told me that before, though. I have? Yeah. So you must have you must have thought that unthought it and then thought it again which you know if you're gonna do that with any movie i understand why it would be the phantom menace you would do that with (laughs) well i remember thinking um upon first seeing i'm surprised that you're surprised that that's at the top of your list why to me, it just seems the mo- when you generally don't like these movies, Phantom Menace seems the one that's easiest to rationalize as the best of the three, mm. because it is so singular, it is so its own thing compared to the other two. Yeah, it really is. That that you could you could um, convince yourself that it's more of a you know that it it stands above the others that it's more of a work of art because. Mm-hmm. It it just seems uncontaminated in the in a way that the other two the other two don't. That's the way I look at it, and you yeah. know, I'll tell you the thing that I think this movie has far and above the other two. Each of these movies has a first act in the neighborhood of an hour, a second act anywhere from <laughs> you know forty minutes to fifty minutes, <laughs> and then an hour to an hour and a half second act. And those acts in two and three, they meander, they go on too long. One has a central story that I could care less about. This one has a second act. What's that? You're on your own there. Carry on. Okay. Uh, This one has has a second act. uh, To quote quote Luke, I care. I I think this is is the best part of the movie. And that's The Phantom Menace. I'm... I might agree with you there in terms of the second act 
what do you consider to be the second act? It's difficult to tell in a Lucas screenplay. So what have you? What have you? Uh, what, what have well, you? In, fa- in that Phantom the second Menace, act of the movie is. <laughs> in the Phantom Menace, it's the second they leave Naboo yeah. and get to Tatooine. Oh, and meet Annie and. So that's the part of the race. movie you like. No, I mean there's things I like throughout, but. But you think it has the strongest second act, starting the with three. Tat- starting with Sa- Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. I was just I just wanted to clarify because I think I agree with you there. Okay. About not the whole thing, but about I I was from the very first moment I saw Phantom Menace, I thought this this feels like it's on safest ground when it's on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And those are the most still I think the most compelling scenes in the movie for various reasons, but. Um, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. Ad I think nauseam. all the I, not all, but I think a majority of the best stuff is in that second act. Yeah, I and agree. I also, I also I think it's don't... as soon as they leave Naboo, actually. But again, yeah. we'll break that down. Yeah, yeah. I also think there's a lot to be said for having one extra really strong actor in your movie. Oh, so when when do you are you talking about gonna... an extra like? No, you're going to have Ewan McGregor in all three movies, and Mm -hmm. he is a strong actor. But when you add Liam Neeson, it Mm. matters, you know? Interesting. It's important, I think. I like Because I consider Natalie Portman a fine actor, but this is not her best work in these movies. I would go so far as to say she's not very good. I definitely like her more in one of these movies than the other two. Okay. And it is not The Fans of Menace. Me either. <laughs> um, interesting. That's a lot of a lot of food for thought. Anything else to say about why it's the top no, of the list? I'll keep it for now. Okay. What is at uh, the top of your list, sir? I completely. I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like I say, that's the. If you if you don't appreciate all of these movies, that is definitely the best rationalization and how to rank them. Mm. But I do appreciate these movies. Right. And, but I appreciate these movies in a very specific way, which is that they're all, everything after Return of the Jedi never needed to be made. Probably shouldn't have been made. So, all of these, all of these, everything that, no, go on. I was just going to say, one of my. This is the frustrating part about watching these movies back then and now. Yeah. I can't help but think these movies don't need a lot. Just adjust this. Just tune that. Just These could be yeah. great movies mm-hmm. if you gave a shit about human emotion. Don't, George Lucas. If, if, you're already, if you're already frustrated by that, please don't read the draft screenplay to The Phantom Menace. Okay. Because <laughs> they ignored every good choice. <laughs> that was in that screenplay. Right. Anyway, so basically, you know, I I'm I don't really care. I've got no skin in the game. Every mm-hmm. all of the everything from the beginning of these movies is on a level pegging for me. It's up to them to impress me. Okay. But my preference given that you know, I I I'm, I would be happy for these films not to exist at all is that if they do exist, that they be a riff on some kind of genre fiction. 
Right. You, yeah, that's a thing. And for I've you. said, you like yeah, that. and that's what that's yeah. why that's why you know Solo is probably my my favorite non original trilogy Star Wars film because mm-hmm. you know it, it it it's it's a riff on the heist movie. Right. Like very clearly, and I appreciate that about it. So top of my list is a film that that I see and have always seen as George Lucas's love letter to Pulp Fiction. Uh, whether there's monster movies, film noir, espionage thrillers, romantic melodrama, hmm. and it's also a film. It's also the only film in this trilogy that feels like it came out of the world in which it was released as a movie, both societally and in terms mm. of technology, in terms of pop culture, feels like it's influenced by something beyond itself. Okay. Any chance you mo- tell me what it is? That movie is the Attack <laughs> of the Clones. Oh, I'm really perhaps excited you said that. The Perhaps the most derided movie in Star Wars uh, fandom. Okay. And I, I, I really, I've never understood that. I've always enjoyed it perfectly well, but I appreciate it on that level, and on the, you know, on the level of, it's, uh, you know, it's an, it's an anti-war film at a time when it was unfashionable to be an anti-war film in Hollywood, and that's that's what I mean about Lucas's mm. independence cutting both ways. Sometimes it's a yeah. blessing, sometimes it's a curse. Here's a blessing. Sure. He 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 came out and sort of said in the run up, you know, run up to Afghanistan and Iraq. This is immoral. This is undemocratic. What you're doing. And right. he did it through a piece of, you know, a, a piece of uh, mainstream pop culture. Film. Yeah, right. Have, you know, one of the biggest movies of the year has that sentiment in it. So that's why that's why it's top of the list. Well, I got to tell you. Mm. Please do. Like this close. Oh, interesting. To the top of my list. Now that surprises me. And I thought that was... That was the even bigger surprise for me because hmm. I think I, you know, I think I had this idea in my head that what you said about popular culture, about hmm. how they regard Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And in the mid, like, you know, maybe about halfway through that movie, I thought, I'm kind of digging this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's everybody's problem? It's, and yeah, I don't know. There was, you know. I I reacted so much more favorably to that movie than I ever thought I was going to. I, I really surprised me because yeah. I really had to I had to sit down and think for a hard second. Do I is this is this the top? Mm. And I thought, I mean, kind of for the reasons I stated earlier. There's I don't know. There's something you know, Phantom Menace just feels like a Star Wars movie to me. Goddamn! Oh my I god! Like that. But that's huge. But that—that's not something you hear that often. In fact, you hear exactly the opposite all the time. Oh, I don't think so. But that was the main complaint. It doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. No, it feels way more like a Star Wars movie than the other two. That's so interesting. That you know, twenty twenty four years later, mm-hmm. we feel okay about saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Because I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I feel that way necessarily. I'm not mm-hmm. looking at these in any kind of, uh, in any comparison with the original trilogy because it, it's in it. You know, it's it's on its own level for me. 
Right. So I try. I mean, we're gonna have to <laughs> even before the end of this episode, we might have to re-rank. But <laughs> yeah, right. It won't be very interesting because uh, I, I, this is an entirely separate entity for me. Okay. I'm only compare. You know, at the moment, I'm only comparing them to each other. Once we mm -hmm. factor in, once we factor in the sequels, it'll get interesting. Believe you me. <laughs> but right now, I'm just when we're just judging them against itself and the original trilogy. Not that interesting. The rankings just going to stay the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> but and um, you know when you also when you're doing a trilogy and you have a middle movie. Hmm. We talked about this with Empire. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to tell the middle story of a trilogy. Yeah, and and I'm always I'm continually surprised, especially comparing it comparing it to what has been said about the movie, mm -hmm. that uh, it does some of that work really well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is a flawless movie. No, I understand. Of I, I, you know, I, it's imperfect. There's, there's, there's whole scenes and sequences that simply don't work. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it was the, it was the storytelling travesty that, or the, or the character, characterization travesty that people said it was. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually doing it, it. It laid the groundwork for a lot of that. I think the problem is the next movie didn't take the hint. Didn't you're right? Yeah. Didn't, didn't run with up. any of it. I think that's the problem. I think they're actually laying the groundwork rather nicely in ways that are that as you say are very entertaining as well as yeah compelling. And then you know, Revenge of the Sith is trying to tell its own story which doesn't really have anything to do with what we've seen before. Yeah. Which was a strange choice. Always has seemed a strange choice to me. Uh well, I'll save it for yeah. Sith. I'll save it for Sith, but save it, save it for Sith. <laughs> so, I mean, we have my first two. What is, you know? Well, it's the. Where are um, you on the Phantom Menace Sith? Yeah, Phantom Menace is absolutely the the next, the number okay. two for me, number two spot for me. But it's not as close. I think for me, Attack of the Clones runs away with it. My feelings, but the reason why Phantom Menace is second is, I think. It's such a great piece of world building. Mm -hmm. Like, internal world building. The internal world building in this film is fabulous. I think there are some absolutely outstanding sequences and scenes in the film as well, on a technical level. On a technical level, that movie has the best scene out of all three, for I, sure. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, we might not be thinking of the same one, but I, I think... <laughs> I, th I think in general we. I'm we, thinking of the I pod agree race. With you. I'm thinking okay. of the pod race. Then it might be the yeah. Then we might have okay. the same example. It's okay, certainly good. it's close between the pod race and one other sequence in that film, um, for me. But I can't give it top spot, and not for the reasons that well maybe for the reasons that that it's so disliked, but mm -hmm. for for me that I've never what I've never been able to get on board with is the idea that this is the first movie in a trilogy. Yeah, okay. This, this, they didn't have the concept of it at the time, but whenever I watch this film, I think, this would have been the best Star Wars story movie ever made. <laughs> because it has such a standalone quality, and it's so right. tangential to the Skywalker saga. Yes. 
there was like two plot points that affect the rest of the you know the next five movies mm-hmm. in this film and the rest of it is just is just world building and storytelling within this fictional universe that they're creating and creating really well mm-hmm. and that's what i've never been able to kind of wrap my head around in in terms of this movie that's what holds it back from from top spot in this in this trilogy f- for me okay it's so, so for... it's it's everything that's happening is so low stakes and even when it's high stakes it doesn't read that way i could say that about almost everything that's happening in all these movies i could argue about it yeah i mean there's way you know there's sort of you can sort of think around that a little bit Mm-hmm. But in the end, you at the end of the movie, you go well. Really, one or two things happened that <laughs> yeah, will affect yeah. the rest of the saga. Sure. Um, but everything, you know, the stakes are high in relation to the 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 internal logic of the movie. Yeah. Right. But if you try and think, you try and think around that, it gets all gets very um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it all seems very small potatoes. Mm-hmm. And the pod race is the perfect example of that. Yeah, it is, yeah. Right. You think this is way more important than it actually is. Right. We just need a part. Right, right. (laughs) We need a part to fool this guy into giving us the thing that I don't even believe you couldn't fix by yourself anyway. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. So that's number two, you know, number two on my list. And yeah, it's a high note. I have a lot of high regard for it, but I just... As a as a part of the trilogy, I think it's severely lacking. Okay, yeah, I don't. You you can you? Yeah, I guess you can blame the movie for that. I mean, it is part of a trilogy, so okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. Like if they, you know, if if they'd have sold this as the as a prequel to the to the trilogy, and then Attack of the Clones had been the first movie in the trilogy, mm-hmm. I think. I think this would have been, high, or it was just kind of released as like an interim Star Wars film that was just about establishing what's going on within the fictional universe of Star Wars at this point in in its history. I think it would have worked magnificently. Okay, and as it is, it works pretty well. I just, I just think it it that that's a misstep that's hard to look past sometimes okay yeah right and so sith goes to the bottom of both of our lists yeah which is funny considering it's the the highest yeah rated movie uh in the in these first three it's such a non-movie to me yeah like i know that's been said about all these movies but this one really hits it's, it's more of a non-movie me. than the other ones to me yeah, it's like one it's one giant set piece and then the rest of it is just tying up loose ends. Right. And, and, and the movie and, and feels ships taking off and landing which seats up about 30 minutes of the film. Right. And then on top of that, they have to have the big reveal that's not a reveal for the audience, but they're going to have the big reveal. Yeah. And the movie feels very unsure about how, when, where, why to do that. We get the Emperor in earnest after a lightning accident. 
I, just, uh, I, I think Ernest is the worst possible adjective you could use <laughs> in relation to Emperor Palpatine. Oh, I'm so frail. Yeah. Oh, please don't let him kill me. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I'm I'm all over. Love it. Okay, good. Love it. But we get that like a, an hour into the movie. What? And then, yeah, and, th- there's nothing. There's nothing in between the first and the third act, except right. spaceships taking off and exactly. landing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Space filler, right? That's what it is. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's, it's like, it's almost as if you know they were like, well, they got to a point where they were like, well, we all know how it ends, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just get there. Let, I know, but like, it takes no, no, no. You it have takes to, a good you, hour and yeah. twenty-five minutes to get there. Right, uh, but it's it's like, it's sort of, it doesn't, when you first find Anakin at the beginning of the film, he's the most heroic he's ever been. It's like, why would you mm-hmm. reset him to that? That makes your work in turning into a villain even harder. Harder, right. He was right. really going in the direction of villain before this. <laughs> and you've reset him to this kind of war hero. Yeah. It's, and that's not to say, but it, it you know, I've, I've already said that I, I, there's, there's definitely aspects of it I really like, I... Me too. I think it, think it might have the best dramatic scene in the whole trilogy. Mm. Um, and uh, everyone, I, I, I would say I one of the one of the criticisms that I generally agree with about the Phantom Menace is that it does have a wooden quality to it. it doesn't feel like the actors are really embodying any of the roles. And by the time you get to Sith, er, like the legacy characters have started to get comfortable, especially Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Who's just sort of he's just strolling through this film. He's very winning in the role. But I'll also and say I mean, I'll save it for the episode. Ian McDermott. And not that not he puts a foot wrong in any of these films. But no. just that, you know, he just 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 just, uh, the... just hanging off balconies and cackling with laughter. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? What are one of my favorite moments in this trilogy is is is, is the the moment in which he's gone full emperor, uh-huh. and he's kind of shaking off the last I don't know twenty years of deception. He's going what an amazing choice! It's like you can see the last twenty years of this, you know, this long con. Kind of, he just shakes it just off. Just being shaken off <laughs> like a dog in a bath. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so, you know, and then some of the some of the supporting performances are really good as well, and even some of the I think, characters. I think it's really the well. best Natalie Portman is in the series, is in this that mm, movie. I'm not too... I, I don't think it's her fault, but I'm not too keen on her in this movie, but she's she's got... Again, I'm not too got, keen on, on her on in any of the movies, but I think yeah. it's the best work she's doing in the three okay. movies. I but clones, I agree with I you. Across uh, the board, I I don't blame any of the actors for that. <laughs> I blame George. <laughs> and I have. I, I, <laughs> I have so much to say on the subject. Yeah. There are um, baffling choices made in these movies. That and you know, and spe- speaking hamstring the... the rest of. The, anyway, I'll keep yeah. it. Well, having having said that, I do I I think the performances look more comfortable than than earlier on in the trilogy. I will say I do think the worst version of everything in this trilogy is in this film, for me. Mm. 
Okay. The worst villain, the worst dialogue, the, you know, it just, it, it kind of, that's what I've never understood about people, um, people's hatred of Attack of the Clones. They, you know, they, they, I have to say they attack it. But they the reason why, every time I watch the, the, you know, watch this trilogy, I think, your beef is with Revenge of the Sith. It's not with Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. It's what Revenge of the Sith did with all of this that's the problem. Okay. It really isn't Attack of... Like, it, like, and in my head, I wonder whether people forget what's in what movie sometimes. Because it's so <laughs> clear to me sometimes <laughs> when I'm watching Revenge Could of the Sith. Could you blame them? Like, but the, it's so clear to me when I watch Revenge of the Sith, like, as like, you know, when, when they attack... Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen's act, and Natalie Portman's acting were like, "That's all this movie. That's got nothing to do with Attack of the Clones." They're 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 putting I, so much well, more energy and life into into that movie than 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 they did in this. We'll see. Some good action in it too, which you know is never to be never to yeah. be sniffed at in a Star Wars movie. And no. again, the the more you learn, like the more you go behind the scenes and you see what how. Uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen prepared for that duel at the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, there is no, there's no digitalization of them. Everything mm-hmm. around them is digitalized, obviously, but the speed at which they are fighting is the speed at which they are fighting. Right. But I have notes that say too fast, <laughs> or at least well, maybe not. But, it, but again, shot it, well. It's a deliberate choice. George is literally going there, going faster, more intense. Yeah. And they were like, you know, there's like, and his idea of that is how fast was it in the last film? Go faster. Yeah. That's what he means by faster, more intense. <laughs> it's a miles. He's a car guy. It's a miles per hour issue. Yeah, thing, right. right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so now confronted with good, bad. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was a real punch to the face. For me to say, I almost feel as though I have to call each of them oh, good you came, you came so or close. each of them bad. You, ne- you nearly, you nearly <laughs> kneeled to me. Uh, <laughs> nearly got you down there. And then you, then you suddenly remembered that you were a good guy. <laughs> and that I, I couldn't cure death. <laughs> right. Yes. Although, all, gotta say, it's all light, just it's, a facade. In light of later Star Wars movies, yeah, looks right. Like Pal- Palpatine was onto something. He, he apparently, was, apparently, he knew something we didn't know then. It wasn't all bluster. Yeah, somehow he knew. <laughs> oh man! Sometimes I look over my notes and I think I already have to change my mind on my ranking. What's making right. you change your mind? Uh, seeing C-3PO in R2-D2. I just... There's no reason for these two to be in this movie. Any from of my these movies. Po- from my point of view, that's a good choice. <laughs> it's such an asshole. <laughs> no, I have... I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to gloss over the problems of these movies. All right. That is, that's not my mandate. It's only implied in my mandate. <laughs> are, we, are, so you call, are, are you calling all three good? No, I don't think so. Okay. Thought we could just start easy. 
<laughs> no. No, you're going to have to. That's why. Hey, that's why we call it declaring. I don't know that I'm willing to declare any of these movies good, Tom. They've got so many fucking problems. Agreed. It's so frustrating being confronted with thinking that they might be good officially. Yeah, Fuck that's it. it. I mean, once once you Fuck. say it, it's uh, forever will it forever, forever will it dominate your destiny. <laughs> and that's puppet Yoda saying that, not that digital Yoda. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Uh, go along with it, save myself, I might. <laughs> I, uh... I th- See, I, I think we're in the same boat, which is we, we're yeah. both coming from, you know, we're, we both have irre- irre- irreconcilable differences about mm-hmm. these movies. Right. You, you want to give it the good grace of giving a break to one of these movies as being good. Whereas I... I want to try and introduce a note of objectivity and say that one of these movies is bad. Bad? Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, we would both happily say blanket good or bad. Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I like I like I say, you know, there's 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 one of these movies that I think is significantly worse than the other two. And that's Sith. Yeah. I I Sith is a for me is a it's a bad movie in that it is not a movie like the other two. See, I am actually closer to bookending bads with Phantom Menace and Sith and calling clones a good movie, despite Menace being oh, at the like top that. of my list. That sounds like something I would have done at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. I think I did that with Back to the Future. Oh. oh, go with, you know, go with your gut. Your insights serve you well. <laughs> Again, none of these quotes are from the actual movies, which I think says something about the I quality know. of dialogue. You're picking, shit like... from... <laughs> You're picking shit from the stuff we already covered. And then sometimes I hear a line of dialogue, go, ooh, that's good. Oh, they're quoting the original trilogy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, I want to defer and wait. Well, something we could do while you make your mind up is yeah. Oh, I don't know. Is is it? A, it's a pointless exercise, but re re ranking. None of these beat the, any of the original trilogy movies for you, right? No, no. For me, for me neither. And they're not even close for me. No. On an island all of their own. Yeah. They're on George Lucas. That's actually island. that's an interesting way to look at it. If you if you know. Yeah. If these movies were on their own and completely unrelated to anything else I'd seen, mm. I'm more in favor You still of... know it was Palpatine. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's another way to think about it. Like even even for first time viewers. But you see what I mean? Because like... that's that's one of the mistakes of the movie. That's yeah. you know, why are you why are you holding that out like it's a secret to us? It's but not. it's also it's also why Sith is is the worst of the bunch of why it's not a good movie is that it has to be compared to the original trilogy in a way that the first two don't, mm. and so it's easier to buy into the pleasures that the first couple of movies are providing you, whereas a Sith wants you to see it as a uh, essentially a prequel to 
to New Hope. To, to New Hope, right. Or Star Wars, to give it its correct and proper name. But if That's we, the other thing. But if we I just could say call Star these... Wars, people won't know what we're talking about. I know. <laughs> I could call these movies bad just based on their unwieldy titles. Just well, call them The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. But when you say Star oh. Wars, Episode One, The Phantom Menace, I want to write you off. Those well, are the official titles. My objection to the titles is different. Okay. Is that they're all flag- flagrantly untrue. They are not a description <laughs> of what happens in the movie. <laughs> there's, there's no attack of from the clones. All three. <laughs> they're <laughs> helping you. And I, I think someone online sort of said if if you if you swapped around the titles of the movie, would it be a better title? And every time it was. Oh yeah. Like if you call, like if you called, I think specifically if you renamed retitled Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace, it makes way more sense because there's more of a Phantom Menace in that movie than there is in the right. Phantom Menace. There's also no menace in the Phantom Menace. And there's not really a phantom because I think they're they think Palpatine's the phantom. <laughs> oh, I think so. I think someone said quite rightly that that um, Phantom Menace should be called Revenge of the Sith because at one point, right, the Sith say we will take our revenge. Right. <laughs> so not only is it a better title, they say the title in the movie. In the movie, <laughs> which, as we know, is is uh, how you know it's a good title. Yeah. There's also I I it's also incorrect on another level, which is that there are no wars in these Star Wars movies. Right. Well. No, there's well not on screen. No, not on there's screen. There's wars spoken bet- of. There's wars between two of them. There's 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 the first there's two films war... are set before war. They're Star pre wars. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not even joking. You're right. But there's wars going on. No. At the start of three. It's what's it? But it's ending. That's all happened before, before we started. Mm-hmm. And anyway, to call that a war, <laughs> when both sides are the same, <laughs> nobody's fighting anybody. Every, it's the same person on running both sides. Anyway, but what are you going to say? I've given you enough time, surely, now. All three are bad. Okay. So, you were not willing... I'm not. I'm sorry, there's just too many mistakes in these movies. And when I see what they could be, because I think there's bones and structure in each of these movies to make them Mm. really good movies... Maybe possibly great movies. We'll steady on now. But <laughs> uh, there, there are just too many mistakes, and there's a. That was a quote. I didn't. A, even, I wasn't even trying to quote from from one of these movies. Steady now, steady. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he gets in his own way. Oh no! I, I, no argument there. I, and I think I think <laughs> I think if you're judging the movies on that, Attack of the Clones is clearly the worst and a bad right. movie. Yeah, exactly. Because I have never seen a clearer example of someone getting in their own way, like mm-hmm. to the point where I suspect there are two George Lucases who you know are trying to get through a doorway, 
<laughs> but can't literally can't get out, out of each other's way to do it. I'm interested you saying though that the, the closest to good for you is Attack of the Clones. I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by the whole idea that people that people who see this movie secretly like it but can't admit to themselves that they like it. And I always <laughs> wonder what's holding them back. So I'm so curious because like well, part of what I've always liked about that movie, it speaks to what you were saying, uh, you know, before about movies disguising themselves as genre movies, because mm-hmm. one of these, a portion of this story feels like a noir to me yeah. when, when. No, it is a noir. You know, <laughs> yeah. When Obi-Wan goes off on his little Scooby-Doo adventure, I, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I, I mean, the, and the, the funny part is it. that for so much of it. Nothing's going on. There is nothing really truly happening, but I feel a sense of dread around him. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, and so I have to give credit to to Lucas for for creating that. And also, uh, like you know, I'm, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it kind of reminds me of the Third Man sometimes. Yeah, that's and that's definitely the territory that he's pulling yeah. from. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting as well. And you again seeing this through the prism of. Of the of the Obi Wan Kenobi TV series, mm-hmm. throughout that I was thinking I want this to be Obi Wan Private Eye. I want this to be the Rockford Files with with Obi Wan. Right. And the closest they've ever got to that is in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and it really works that formula. And and mm-hmm. so to me, you know, as a as someone who you know likes genre TV more than apparently anyone who works in television does anymore. <laughs> I think that is just the obvious way to go. It's almost a no-brainer. You wouldn't consider doing anything else with Obi-Wan. He's going around Tatooine solving people's problems. Yeah. It's just a fugitive, but it's <laughs> on Tatooine. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And it's like, we know He's... it's going to work because they did it in Tatooine. That... Maybe that, well, knowing Lucasfilm and the distance they want to right, create maybe. between past properties yeah. that, that fans don't like, that's probably why exactly why they didn't do it. That's funny. As Alex Robinson All right. in Star Wars Minute said, they are gutless cowards, and I agree. <laughs> so, are you going to call them both good, or just clones good? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think Phantom Menace has, for me, more problems than clones, which is not an opinion you often hear. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel... Oh, and it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with this idea that of... of you know, fandom picking the wrong battles, and to me, there's no clearer example of that than than Attack of the Clones. Attack like, of the Clones, right? Like it was mo- clearly a movie that was made more for them than the Phantom Menace, and yet it's the one they resent more. I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't. I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't understand. Like when you look back at it, you're like, Lucas didn't need to pander to you in this way, and clearly he doesn't want to. <laughs> because he does certain things in Attack of the Clones that makes it very clear he's angry about what you said about Phantom Menace. I, but you know, I, clo- yeah, I'd say Attack of the Clones is definitely a definitely a good film. I I, I find the Phantom Menace overall middling mm-hmm. because you know it's problems it, the, the 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 problems of what it is and what it is internally versus what it is externally. Mm-hmm don't really jibe but yeah i think it's a good movie all right i mean it's yeah it's a it's a 
It's a good movie. Good for you. I mean, not good for you because you, I'm sure, felt this way for a long time, but... I've always... How about good for me for for actually entertaining that thought? You're going to pat yourself <laughs> on the back for saying they're all bad. <laughs> but considering that they might be good. Well, that's even worse. I didn't come... I'd rather, I didn't come I'd into this. I'd rather you fought me this entire episode than come, come to that. I, I did not. I came into this thinking there's no possible way they could be good. No way. And again, I don't understand that. I don't understand that mindset. And it was gut-wrenching to be confronted with the idea that they might be good. And, it, you know, it's funny because <laughs> you could say this about any fucking movie, but... Take the problems away, and these movies are great. But there's a stub there's a stubbornness to the problems that just again he gets in his own fucking way. Yeah, but I mean, that's an inflated sense of how much the problems of a movie detract from it overall. They do detract from me. Yeah, but it seems to apply only to these to these big franchise movies that everyone has preset expectations about. Okay. And if you take that away, I mean, there's no way you can, you can sort of in, you know, you can enjoy Phantom Menace in its own right because it is a Star Wars movie and because it has this history and it has this future. Yeah, right. You're seeing all that at once, like simultaneously. But it just, it, it, it just kind of amazes me and, Phantom Menace, I kind of get because it, it it's such a it's such a slow and disappointing start to the trilogy. Mm. Uh, if you want to think about it that way, but Attack of the Clones just I mean it's there's so much course correction that no one's that no one valued and no one saw, and I I yeah. fe- I feel like like there was an initial like in the first few days of its release. People really liked it, and then everyone stopped liking it almost simultaneously, like mass hypnotism. And it's funny, too, because it's it's the one movie out of the three, I, I won't say bombed, but it underperformed compared to the other two. Yeah. I just, Way less money. Yeah. I, I, so I, I've, I, don't, I, I don't understand it, um, but I, I can definitely argue that that's... That's a uh, they're both good movies in different ways, yeah. All right, anything left before we carry on to oh, the geez. Phantom Menace? <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think so. It's a, we're it's, gonna have some good chats. I think so. Yeah, I think we need to dive into into specifics because it's very difficult to talk about these movies in general. <laughs> it is. <laughs> They beg for you to bring up specific moments to highlight what you're talking about. Right, right. It's it's yeah. It's a it's a strange one. I I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, on that note, <laughs> I've, I'm I've, I'm lost for words, which doesn't happen often. But it, it fantastic, happens. it happens with these movies. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting. If you're <laughs> if you're a fan of sequels. And you listen to this podcast. You must have been waiting for this. You're going to have to tell us what you think. I've got Phantom Menace at the top, uh, followed by Attack of the Clones. 
We both have Sith at the bottom, and Tom's got Attack of the Clones at the top. He's got two of the movies as good, one bad. I'm saying all three are bad. Mm, but there's with room heavy for reservations. There's, there's room for a Holdo maneuver there, I think. Yeah, there might be. We'll see. Hey, that was a sequel call. You can't, you can't knock me for that. <laughs> All right, tell us what you think by finding us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com. Coming up next... Nah, blah, 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 I can't speak. Coming up next, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> the last movie of the last century of Star Wars. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, Michael Schantz here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye to everybody, Tom. So uncivilized. (laughs) Again, they really did think this was going to be the last Star Wars film. Yeah. And they they didn't know that there will be be several films and TV shows set in that 20-year period between this (laughs) and the original Star Wars. (laughs) Take care, everybody. We'll be back. May the Force be with you. I hope we're hearing Augie's Municipal Band right now. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs>